Podcasting straight from North Carolina is Dr. Jennifer Eichner-Lowry sharing her author journey with you. Jen Lowry writes is a place where amazing things happen for authors and readers together. The Holy Spirit is the ultimate podcast host. Jen is just the bird singing the song. She is a published author, educator, homeschool mama, life coach, and dreamer. Join her on the daily journey of discovering what this writing life is all about. Let's see what she will be led by the Holy Spirit to talk about today. Here's Jen. Thanks for supporting my Jen Lowry Writes podcast. My purpose is to inspire and encourage others to chase after their writing goals with faith and courage. By hitting the support this podcast button and with your monthly contribution of 99 cents, $4.99 or $9.99, you are helping me chase after mine. Welcome to my official author podcast. My name is Dr. Jennifer Lowry, and today I want to talk about building respect for indie authors and the dialogue needs to change. Okay, I'm not trying to be snarky here. I'm not trying to push buttons or um, cause problems. However, I'm going to talk about a personal pet peeve that I have. I love it when people email me. Do not get me wrong. You guys, y'all are my people. Everybody listens to Jen Lowry writes or people that find my email address. You guys are, you guys know I'm all over the internet. Jen Lowry writes at gmail.com. So, when I get an email that talks about validation as an author comes from knowing that I have a publishing house. And the comment was, you must feel really validated because you have an editor. Okay, I have an editor at a publishing house who has been going back and forth with edits with me for a long time. Sweet Potato didn't meet the editorial you know, reviews in time to be published for 2019, so it's being moved to 2020, 2020. Yes, I have an editor. Yes, I have a publishing company, and I love my publishing company. Do not get me wrong. I'm very thankful and blessed. But that doesn't validate me as an author. Now, I'm thankful to have a second pair of eyes. That's why I have beta readers. But do I get validated by a beta reader? Okay, so let me step back. So, I've written a story. I've written a book. I've written a poem. Whatever it is that I'm writing, so you just insert it. I take and I I do beta reads. I have educators. I have friends. I have family members. I have strangers. I put it out to strangers. And I have people reading my work. I don't just write it and then publish it that same night. Like, I write it. I go through extensive rounds of edits. Will there still be a spelling mistake in there? Probably. Will there still be a spacing error? Maybe. I wouldn't doubt it. There may be more than one, but I have went through it. I have ran it through Grammarly and Pro Writing Aid, and I've went over and over in my five-step rounds. I've gotten better at the editing as I've went along, and you improve. You, you, you do better with each book you write. But I've, I've had beta readers for all of my YA and MG books. 
And so I'm, I'm sitting here right now, and I know I'm sounding a little upset, but we've got to change the dialogue. And it starts with authors. It starts with authors who are also wanting to be authors and dreaming of this life. You know, we, we, we cannot walk into this, this author community putting people on pedestals because they have top five publishing houses. We're all in this. You know, we're all companions on a bookshelf. Whether we've self-published or we've published with a small press or with a large publishing house. Getting a big head about it or only looking for those entry points with agent and big publisher. Not everyone chooses that route and you have to respect other people's decisions. Authors make self-publishing decisions all the time. And they're not always what the first negative thought is. Well, they're not good enough to get an agent, so they have to do it on their own. That makes me so angry. So, I'm trying to pray through this as I'm talking about it. But we've got to change the way that we address people. And where are we getting our validation from? So... I emailed that person back today, and I let them know that there are different ways that the industry, you know, operates. I talked with them about the changes in publishing, and then that if they didn't believe me, then they needed to go out and do their due diligence and do research. They needed to look at the market. They needed to see what self-published books are actually holding their places on list beside traditionally published authors. And so I gave them this extremely long email. <laughs> um, and I'm not saying they'll, they'll probably never listen to the podcast again, or they might. They might have accepted it with grace and understanding. Because I didn't do it in a mean way, or I hope I didn't, but I did it in a straightforward, matter-of-fact way. I am writing for the Lord. They made a comment in there about, you know, writing for the top publishing houses gets them more money because they get more advances. Okay, good. That's fine. You know, you can you can go that route. I'm happy for you. I'm not judging you. If you go that route, I'm applauding whatever route you take. I'm applauding if you wrote something in your journal today and you're not even going to publish it because you're writing But the money is not my validation. My sales report is not my validation. The Lord is. I am writing for the Lord. I am writing for Jesus. And when the Holy Spirit gives me an idea, the Holy Spirit gives me a storyline, a character, I go with it. I honor my my blank page in front of me. I honor that story. Once it's out, I, I go through the beta read process. I go through extensive edits. I go through rounds and rounds of them, and then I publish. And there are books that I want to publish on my own. The Hartwell Chronicles is my book. The Raptor Revolution, my book. Lyric Harper, my book. These are my book under clean, you know, clean reads for all ages under my brand. I'm not looking for an agent for these books. I'm not out pitching or querying, they're published, they're mine. 
I am looking for a publisher for Myrtle's Garden, my grandma's children's book. My best friend wants to illustrate it. We've got new developments on that end. So she wants to illustrate it, so I'm going to try my best to um, pitch for her after she does all the illustrations for the book. So that way um, she will have a credit to her name. But other than that, Myrtle's Garden is mine. It's on my platform. It's on my shelf. It's on my digital shelf. And I'm, I can stand behind my books. But don't get me wrong. I'm very grateful for my publishing company that I also have. I'm a hybrid author. It sounds so funny. I, I feel like I'm like <laughs> a car. I'm a hybrid author. You can go that route. There's so many routes, but don't dog out self-publishers. Do not dog out indie authors. Change the dialogue. We really need to address this issue in the author community. We need to somehow start spotlighting indie authors more. We need to start lifting them up. Because how many of them out there feel this way? Have this negative, you know image attached to their self-concept because of the way that people talk about self-published authors in the industry. And, and I just say, let us pray that those people that, you know, are talking this way and using this dialogue, that they come to the realization that we all have a story to tell and we all have different ways to produce that story. And we should celebrate and applaud the courageous authors out there releasing their stories to the world because it is a vulnerable place to be. But it is a, a wonderful place to be. I love being a self-published author. I love having control over my books, my cover, the ins and the outs, everything about it. Yes, it's challenging. But, you know, to email me today about the money and the validation because I have, you know, sweet potato coming out. That, that email just, it just didn't sit well with me. And then I'm thinking, how many other people that don't have a strong writer concept about themselves hold back their work? Like, they might want to be in the author business but they don't because they don't want to have to hear the negative or be around the negative energy or be associated with a market that, like, self-publishers. Um, so I'm going to look at the date, and I'm going to mark this date. I'm having to pull up my computer. It's 8-16. I received the email just like five minutes ago. And I get a ton of emails every day. Like I get streams of emails. You know, I got a wonderful email from another author, another Christian author today. And we went back and forth. And, and you know, I got on all of her sites and I followed her. And I shared out her new book on Twitter. Put it out on my Jen Lowry author page. Um, it was a wonderful conversation. And she shared me her links. That was great. That's what we should be doing. We should be, you know, focusing on how can we lift other people up. 
So if there's anybody out there wondering, who am I doing this writing life for? As for the Lord first, and then as for my family, as for me to show my boys, you can go after your dreams. You've got to work hard. You've got to work ethic. You've got to keep pushing. You've got to be consistent. And they see me in something that I love doing, that I find joy in, which I hope can help them in their future while they develop interests and hobbies or careers or second jobs or, or whatever it is, that they see the passion that I put into anything that I try to do and that I'm a model for them. And then I'm here for the readers, the reluctant readers. You know, I'm here to build a clean market clean books and one day I hope to have a publishing company in order to help other authors to publish their books through Monarch but none of it's for the money because if it would have been for the money I'd have been out of this years ago it's, it's not about that it's about bringing glory to God and that's my validation so to that person out there who may never listen to the podcast again um, it is now August 16th, 111. Uh, I appreciate your email. I hope that you receive this email back with grace. <laughs> and understand that when I put in the subject heading, it's time to change the dialogue. Let us be the ones to do it. Let us be the ones to change the dialogue. Let us support indie authors, self-publishers, let us support people in, in all aspects of the industry, small press and published authors. But looking down, it was almost like it was such a condescending type email to me. Um, it just felt like, well, you're not good enough for your other books, so that's why you self-published? And I'm like, um, no. Uh, that's not it at all. <laughs> um, the Clay in the Potter's Hands is my southern poetry book. I didn't even let betas read that one. That's my story. So that, one's, that one went up just with my own edits. Dear God, please take care of Rambo. It went through extensive beta reads. Myrtle's Garden, extensive beta reads. I mean, I go through the due diligence of what I need to do for my book. As I research, I'm talking about hours and hours. I don't clock how many hours that I put in of research, but I do tons of research. And then I write, and I allow the Holy Spirit to move. And then when I get open doors, like for my audiobooks, that's validation but that's validation from the Holy Spirit, not from the person. And so that's where I think also we need to have a shift in mentality. Because someone says yes, are we getting validation from that yes? Or are we getting validation from the door being opened that the Lord has provided for us? Now that's how I'm looking at everything in my life. So it wasn't like when, when I, you know, asked for... Let me just say the Raptor Revolution, for example, while we're talking about about that one, you know, I asked for a voice actor 
And he said, yes. Well, he didn't validate my existence as an author. Sure, he read my sample. He said, I love this sample. I love these characters. Oh my gosh, this sounds fun. I can't wait to dive into their different voices. I mean, it, was it nice to hear that? Yes. It was great to hear that. But I'm thanking the Holy Spirit for connecting me with people. And yes, have I talked about how reviews could be a little scary? But if you got a five-star review, let's change our own dialogue. Let that not be the only thing that validates us as a review. It's wonderful to get a five-star review. When Anne read Happy Renewal Year, and she sent me the email, and she told me how much she loved it, and she gave me a review, I loved that. That brought me joy as an author. But that wasn't a day when I said, okay, because I got this review, now I'm legit. That doesn't work that way. So what stamp of approval are we looking for? Are we looking for the gold seal on our book or a silver star or all of these distinctions and awards? I was looking up these, these things yesterday. No joke. I was looking up these contests where people say they're award-winning authors and they've got these stamps. And I know you know what I'm talking about. I'm not going to call out specific ones. But they get, they get these little stamps. They get these little logos. And they, they put them all the way across. And they say, you know, this is an award-winning selection. Well, they had to pay $150 to get into that pot to become an award-winning nominee to actually go into a competition. Or they had to pay $30 or $50 or however the amounts are for submission fees just to get into these types of award-winning distinctions. And that's where, you know, I have to draw the line as a teacher salary and say, well, I'm never apparently going to have one of those seals because um, it's, it's either groceries that week or submitting to one of these sites and, and gambling because how many other people are going into these sites and what would be my chances? Not to say that my book's not good enough, but what would be my chances and what else is out there? So in a genre that maybe would be more, you know, affinity drawn to that reader or that judge. And I'm like, I uh, can't take that. That to me, I can't do that. But I'm not going to downplay when somebody gets one of those long list of awards. I'll say congratulations. That's awesome. That's awesome that you took the time and energy and mailed your books off and waited and patient and, and paid your fees. Good for you. That's great because it's awesome. It doesn't make me jealous as another author looking at their long list of, you know, accolades. It makes me happy because they're doing their work. They're putting in their work and they are able to do that. But that's not what's going to validate me. Now, there are free places out there. I found a free review site and um, there's ways that we can do this. Let me find it for you guys. Oh, here it is. See, I love being able to do this. Um, reader's favorite book reviews and award contest 
is free. And you get a like a little reader's favorite um, authors helping authors. I, I love it. It is free. But I, but I tell you, you know, some of these aren't free. <laughs> but that's not going to validate me. I loved what Reader's Favorite said. They were like, if, you're, if your review is not four or five stars, we won't publicly post it. If it's three stars or below, we'll send you information about what we thought about your book to help you as a writer, to give you insight and feedback. I'm like, oh, my gosh, that's beautiful. That's the way we should be. Yesterday, I watched this YouTube video, and they gave a one-star review of someone who's got 100,000-plus YouTube subscribers, best-selling book. They gave them a one-star, said it was the most repetitive, boring book. They, they, they used all this very negative language um, talking about their book. And I'm not saying that you should go to self-published authors and give everybody five stars. But there are ways that you can approach conversations about books that don't have to be that blatant. So, all I know is I thank you all for emailing me. Thank you for giving me a place where I can discuss my pet peeves. This is one of them. Can I challenge you today to change the dialogue? And that when other people are talking about self-published authors, speak with positivity, be honest, you know, share your love of your work and your ownership of your work. We, like, like the lady that was emailing me back and forth, you know, she's awesome. And she's like, this is some hard work. Oh, yes, it is. <laughs> this is some hard junk. You know, this life is, this author life is not easy. And I don't care whether you're self-published or traditionally published. I guarantee you traditional published authors going to tell you that this life is not easy. But what else can we do? It's almost like, you know, we're in this. This is who we are. These are our passions. So just change the dialogue. So I'm going to go online, and I'm going to make a post. And I'm going to go on my Twitter, and I'm going to go on my Facebook, and I'm going to go on my blog. And I'm going to title it, Change the Dialogue. And I'm going to ask that all of you do the same thing. And if you don't want to post it yourself, go out and retweet mine or share mine. <laughs> so you can say somebody else said it. This is what I've always wanted to say, but I didn't say it. So, and uh, mine's going to be coming from the Christian standpoint of who are we writing for? We're writing for the we're writing for the Lord. And that's why I, when I kind of went, well, I went fake shopping. Have you ever guys went fake shopping? Um, when I went to my shop yesterday, I, I still haven't been able to get the money to buy any of my own t-shirts, but I played around with one of my shirts yesterday, and I think that the Lord gave me this design just because I needed it more than anybody, and it says, shine your light right for Jesus, and like I'm looking at my sale. I get 15% off of my shop. <laughs> I have five days left, and I'm not going to be getting paid 
So if you guys want to give me a gift, you can sponsor the podcast even for a one-time donation or you can subscribe and sponsor for monthly sponsorships. Um, and then I'm going to go, what I'll do probably is um, get my shine, your light right for Jesus and wear that as much as I can because who are we writing for? That is an excellent sentence starter to talk with other people, not only about your writing, but about Jesus. And I wanted to pattern those two things, put two things that I love on one shirt. Um, I do have the one that says I could talk about Jesus in writing all day. That's for you guys for the podcast. Um, Because I quote, I say that a lot, but shine your light, right for Jesus. And uh, that's what I'm going to end it with. So all of my indie authors out there, raise your hands up in the air right now and say, praise Jesus. Thank you for these gifts and these talents, Lord. Continue to look after me and my work. Continue to protect me and my heart. And allow us to move through this industry with dignity. All right. And we're doing it to serve the Lord. And the Lord sees that. Trust me, the Lord sees that. All right, guys. Y'all have a blessed one. Bye. Now that you found me on the Jen Lowry Writes podcast, I challenge you to head over to where books are sold and find me there. I've published 11 books so far, and I write clean books for all ages. Horror, paranormal, sweet romance, fantasy, historical fiction, you name it. I've got your genre. Search Jen Lowry at Barnes & Noble, Amazon, Kobo, and more. And for my Bible devotionals, you'll see my full name, Dr. Jennifer Eichner Lowry on Amazon. So I challenge you today to go out there and write something inspiring and share it with the world. Thanks for joining me on Jen Lowry Writes. You guys have a blessed day.